This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Pages Dynasty podcast, the only podcast, I would have to assume, where the... We are going back and rewatching every game of the Patriots dynasty starting in 2001. We have finished the 2004 regular season. Uh, so if you want to listen to those, you can go back and listen to that. Um, but since the Patriots have a bye week, we thought we would kind of take like we do traditionally our bye week and do something a little bit different. Uh, so this time, Greg has convinced us to watch a random game that is important to him and really only him. That's not true. That's not true at all. In this, this family? Is a legendary game. Oh, uh, this no, it's important to dad. He was there too. That might be. And it's, sour grapes. It, that's exactly what is important <laughs> yeah. to me because I was first on the list to go to this game, but I was overruled by McBrown. Um, and he brought Greg instead, and it turned out to be an instant classic. Oh. So, Greg, what game are we talking about? 1998, week 13, Patriots versus Bills. Also known as the Terry Glenn Hail Mary interference game, Ben Coast touchdown, Vinatieri two point conversion game. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the game. Yeah. All right. Well, I, mean, I don't know if anyone good. calls it that, though. I feel like the name is generally a little shorter. It's a bit what would you call it, Steve? I don't know. I don't remember this game that much. I remember being sort of excited, but this is I was pretty young. Yeah. I remember being super fucking salty. I think it's a good game. Yeah, I'll bet Andy. I there was definitely that. a reason why, though. Uh, I believe the reason why is because I had been to, Dad had taken me to a Red Sox game, and that was the last game that anybody had gone to. So, Well, you were probably the first one to go to a Red Sox game, too. Well, yes, I went to a Red Sox game before you guys were born. So, yes, that is correct. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> and Craig was the first to go to a Patriots game? Probably. Is this this is your first game, right? Well, Greg? Uh, technically, yeah. I went to a Patriots game as an infant. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. In, in the early '80s, um, when uh, grandma, our grandmother came over, mom's mom, and uh, from what I understand, this was the time when the Patriots were an absolute shit show, and they, uh, like you know, early '80s. So it was all a bunch of controversy going around. I think there was something to do with one of the uh, like female reporters getting harassed in the locker room. Yes. And so the, the fans were passing book. around um, like blow up dolls, like inflatable sex dolls around the crowd, like you do with beach balls. Um, As and did. so my, our parents decided that was a good idea to bring grandma to um, very religious uh, woman from very English, very yeah. British. Yeah, and so I think uh, me and grandma ended up in the car in the parking lot, and grandma got to see uh, a handful of people just peeing in between cars uh, while the game was happening. Well, they brought not just grandma to that game, they also brought an infant. Right, yeah, I was there as well, apparently. So, a nice family outing, Mm. which I think kind of says a lot about the fact that we're doing this podcast now, maybe. It can't be worse than an English soccer game, which I'm sure grandma Mm. went to. That's actually a good point, Greg. Yeah, that's probably I heard way ruder and seen way more gross stuff at a yeah. soccer game growing up. Yeah, it might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely less violent, and like you know, World War II. Yeah, and also, yeah. I I, I think the one thing that um, 
American sports is missing are, are the the chants. Oh yeah, Americans are not good at chanting. That whole section was in that Patriots Dynasty book you sent me, Andy, mm-hmm. from the guy who did the Tiger Woods one. I forget his name. Some super generic. Jeff. Uh, yes, it was. Um, Jeff Howe. I don't know. I'm so bad at uh, Jeff Benedict. That book was sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you haven't read it yet, uh, highly recommend it. Benedict. Although. Cucumber I had a hard match. time getting through the 2007 season part of it. Oh, yeah. But read it but just this, for like the, the opening is in there. The opening is about uh, Drew Bledsoe and his injury. Um, and it's it's a fascinating read. So. Which is good context for this game because he has an injury in this game too. Correct. Yeah. So, Greg, t- tell us about uh, what we got going on here in, two- in 1998. Um, the scene for us. Give us a picture. Seven, six and five Patriots versus seven and four bills yes coming down the the playoff scenario stretch here correct pat's trying to make the playoffs i guess they had a super dramatic win on monday night rolling into this game yeah yeah does that game have a name I yeah remember that the game. drew bledsoe finger game um yeah there you this go. was uh the game where drew bledsoe engineered a last minute come from behind uh, touchdown drive uh, while in the middle of the drive, breaking his index finger in two places um, on the helmet of his uh, somebody. Uh, I'm not quite sure who um, and still managed to throw a game winning, like 20 something yard touchdown uh, right at the end of the game. Sean Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Great case. Got a clip of it. Yeah. We'll, we'll post the, um, the highlights of that. This whole game was on YouTube, right? This whole game. This whole game was on YouTube. Did you not watch it? I did. I watched it in two two different YouTubes. One, yes. one was a little more stretched out. Yes, but it had the whole game, and the one that was yes. normal size didn't have the fourth quarter. Which yeah, is what was reason that? This. That was what was that? Idiots. Should we talk about some names? Because there's a whole shitload of throwback names. Let me just rattle so some off here. Hang on, hang on. Before you do that, I just want to. I just want to touch on um, a bit more of the context. Um, this was when the AFC East still had the Colts in it. And yep. so there are one, two, three, four, five teams in the AFC East. Four of them would make the playoffs this year. Wow. The Patriots were the four seed in, or well, six seed in the AFC at nine and seven. Bills were the fifth seed at 10 and six. Miami Dolphins, fourth seed, also 10 and six. And the New York Jets, the second seed in the AFC at 12 and four. So this is like the last time the Jets were actually good. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is probably the last time the Jets. Yeah, because they have Curtis the Martin, who's just running over everybody and just being an absolute beast for them. Correct. That is absolutely. They showed the highlights of of the Jets game earlier the day during the broadcast, and yep. he has like 140 yards. Yeah, had some yeah. sick runs where he just runs away from everybody. Yeah, that, that was peak Curtis Martin in 1998. So I believe that was the year that he left. Correct. It's yes. got to be right around there, yeah. It was. No, this was the year. This is the year after. Yes. And then they drafted Robert Edwards, who also was having himself a year. This might be Pete Carroll's second to last year, right? Because it's Pete Carroll, the coach. Pete Carroll is the coach. Um, I don't remember exactly when he left, but yes, we can go. Fact check it, bro. All right, Greg, give me some names. All right. Drew Bledsoe, Robert Edwards, Sean Jefferson, Terry Glenn, Ben Coates, Bruce Armstrong, Dave Wallabaugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris Slade, a uh, bunch of guys you've already heard of before. Willie Clay. Chad Eaton. Bucky Jones. Chad Eaton. 
And in the Bills, Doug Flutie, Antoine Smith, Sam Gash, Andre Reed, Eric Molds, Ted Washington, Bruce Smith, Bruce Smith, Sam Cowart, yeah. Thurman Thomas is on this team. Yeah. So this is like the some of the remnants of those four Super Bowl Bills teams. Yep. On I thought it was crazy out. how many players in this game and also in a lot of the games like we're watching this year. Really? I mean, it's not that crazy. But even five. like even last year, 2003, Ty Law, Antoine. Yeah. Bruce. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how much overlap there is with, um, you know, Doug Flutie played for the Pats. Uh, Sam Gash also played for the Pats. Mm-hmm. Ted Washington and Antoine Smith would go on to play for the Pats. Doug Flutie. Yeah, he'd come for the Pats. Yeah, he actually was already on the Pats once, right? Yes, he had played for the Pats already. They showed and that clip of him with the sick flow. He had a fucking... Yeah. Uh, they actually awesome. they actually showed a stat um, where Doug Flutie was undefeated at Foxborough Stadium coming into this game. Yes. Uh, he was 3-0 at Boston College in 1983, 2-0 Boston College in 84, 4-0 with New England in 88, and 1-0 with New England in 89. And this is... Undefeated, 10-0. 10 years later, yeah. So 10-0. So this would be his first loss in Foxborough Stadium. Yeah, I mean, Doug Flutie's a shit. Everyone loves him. Doesn't get no damn respect. This game was very watchable because you were like rooting for Doug Flutie a ton, even though he's the Bills quarterback. Yeah. It's one of those things I can't be mad at him, even though he's he's, he plays out of his mind in this game, too. He does. Yeah. He throws for like 340 yards, 350. Oh, this is yeah, this is week 13, and they said he's been sacked five times on the season. (laughs) He's also 36. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a spring chicken. Wait, in this game, he's 36 years old. 36. Oh, that's right, because he spent all that time in the Canadian the football. CFL, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. He must have been lit in the CFL, right? Just running around people. I believe he was like their Michael Vick. Yeah, for sure. He won the comeback player of the year this year. Yeah. No way. And then, wait, was this the year that, or was this later on where... No, it must have been later on where they had the Brad Johnson stuff and like they kept trying yeah, to start I think Brad Johnson. The next and, year with yeah. the the loss to Tennessee at uh, the Music yeah. City Miracle. Music City All Miracle. right. So this is the last time the Bills are good too. Yes. Until very recently. Times. Yes, yes. Yes. That's tough. All right. So uh the other a couple names for you, the commentators, Vern Lundquist and Randy Cross. Did you hate them, Andy? Of course I did. Um, okay. But speaking of commentators, I would just like to um, share oh, something for you boys that I think you might oh. like. Oh, geez. Um, we have a birthday today. 1971, the St. Louis Cardinals drafted a fierce 290-pound competitor named Dan Deardorff. Deardorff headed an offensive line that yielded the fewest sacks in the NFL for five straight years during the 70s. This relentless right tackle punished would-be defenders, whether the Cardinals chose to run or pass. I always thought that uh, I went through my years in the NFL like I had blinders on, like I was a racehorse. I, I saw nothing but the upcoming game and my upcoming opponent. I really had the ability to rule everything else out and make it inconsequential. 
Deerdorf would be denied only one Pro Bowl appearance from 1974 through 1980, securing his place in pro football history. So there you go. Happy Fuck birthday to the legend who is Dan Deerdorf. Is he in the Pro Bowl? Uh, the Hall of Fame? No. Uh, I think we talked about season the Hall of Fame for broadcasting, right? right. The oh, broadcasting yeah. Hall of Fame. Yes. Which, which is so, even yeah. worse. <laughs> for Andy, on. You're for Andy it's way worse. <laughs> I guess he kept those blinders on while he was I watching these it. games that he's commentating. I love it. Ugh. So, yeah. That was just for you boys. I knew you'd like that. That's such mm, bullshit, too. Kept the blinders on. Like, <laughs> give me a break, dude. <laughs> he was clearing some holes in that highlight clip, though. They were okay. I mean, he was blown people 70s up. football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 70s football, yeah. They he probably didn't even bigger. let black people play back then, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. Let's talk about this game, then. Greg, uh, actually, I, I, I need to ask you this. Yeah. Did you watch the game? Uh, parts of it. I watched the the <laughs> beginning and then the last. Well, I obviously watched the game live, so no big deal. Um, you guys probably have to watch on the TV. <laughs> that little fucking TV. Yeah. Fifty yard line, no big deal. <laughs> so he didn't watch it. Is so the no, short answer. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, watched the highlights and and the notes. I don't yeah. need to watch it again. Once you've seen it live, nothing. All right, fine. What do you remember? What do you what do you remember actually from this game? Yeah. Oh my God, Andy! You should have this crowd. Just <laughs> TV doesn't do it justice. What it was like being there. They were loud. It was incredible. Fox, bro, old Fox, bro. They got rowdy. Fifty yard line. We have, I don't know where we got the tickets from, but how far up were you? Yard. I don't know, like nosebleed, lower bowl. Oh no, shit! So they're like know. really Did good. Fox seats? even have lower bowls, but it was just it was really back. good seats. Yeah, I mean, dead. I feel like I sat in those same seats for the Cardinals game, my first Patriots game. Yeah, in two thousand and two thousand and what? Eight, six, eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, it was the Matt Castle season. Dad went a decade before taking me to a Patriots game. (laughs) I mean, that feels about right too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Middle middle son. Who cares? I took him to a Bruins game. That's fine. Well, you were you weren't as as emotionally invested as I was, though, Steve. For sure. Yeah, you were you were way into it. Oh yeah, I was Bruins at that point. Yeah. Because I went to the game in 97 as my first Bruins game at so the Fleet Center. Time. Yeah, yep. makes sense. And Andy was a Red Sox son. Andy is a Red Sox son. I was a Bruins son. You were the Patriots son. This is true, yeah. Yeah, I got pulled out of, Dad told me, fifth grade and took me to a, a Red Sox game. That's sweet. Taking you out of school? Yeah, like three uh, three, yeah. Seat, three rows up from like just behind home plate, like where the, um, the, the netting is, just outside the netting. I think you got them from a guy at work. I'm gonna do that I once. Turned a to him week. and said, "Dad, this is the best day of my life." <laughs> and he still remembers that and brings it up. I, I used to say that too. I used to say that this was the best day of my life. Yeah. No, I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." I did write a book about it, though. I have a book I wrote about the trip to, and I have the still. T- I still have the ticket. Hell yeah, the things you remember. So take your children to sporting events, even if they're the '83 Patriots. And they're passing around. Uh, <laughs> yes. Blow up dolls. Yep. Yeah. Then your conservative British <laughs> grandmother has to leave with the infant and go sit in the car while your parents finish the game and has to yeah. watch people just take pisses around around yeah. her. Tough life. <laughs> <That's> tough. <laughs> Speaking of football, 
The game was uh, sweet, though. I, I don't blame mom and dad for not leaving because this game was awesome. Yeah, the, well, yeah, th- this isn't the one. That oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so this um, game, um, it was kind of the peak Drew Bledsoe, I would say. Um, this is where he kind of made his name as the Patriots' savior at the time uh, because he was that larger-than-life playing with, I think, pins in his finger at this point. Had it bandaged up, and the commentators were talking about how he didn't even uh, like keep his hand warm because it was getting cold during the the game. Greg, how cold was it? Forty three degrees. How how cold did it feel? Mm. Do you remember being cold? No, I was shit faced drunk though. <laughs> you were like seven. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about the Denver game. Right? I was drunk on love of the game, Andy. Of course. Yeah. That feels Nothing right. could have made me cold. <laughs> but yeah, so I and like I said, last week, the he had on Monday night against the Dan Marino Dolphins, he had engineered a comeback uh with a broken finger. And um Pete Carroll tried to call a timeout and Drew Bledsoe didn't even notice and he kept on going and threw the winning touchdown. Or ignored him. That's what yeah, they said in the broadcast, which I really appreciated. I hope he ignored him. So do I. So if we I. ever have Drew Bledsoe on, we'll ask him if he ignored Pete Carroll on that play. Um, uh, yeah, and threw a touchdown to Sean Jefferson. Some great names. Uh, and then uh, did not practice this entire week, they said. Uh, threw some warm-up passes just to see if he could in the pregame warm-ups. And what did they say? Steve, do you remember what they said about it? Um, about how they were watching it? No, I said they, I heard they didn't take a snap all week, but not what they said. Yeah, but then they're like, oh, everybody was watching his pregame warmups like, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They were the sunlight game. Awful analogy, but whatever. It's good radio like, there, Andy. <laughs> they broadcast it on Instagram. Everyone was very, I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to set Steve up for like some interesting knowledge, but apparently he didn't fucking watch the game either. So I did watch the game. I watched most of it. I watched until that YouTube video ran out and then I watched the last two drives. Oh, that's where Bill scored and the Patriots scored. Yeah. If my, if my first game I had to watch Scott Zolak play, I probably wouldn't be here <laughs> on this podcast right now. So, that's not true. <laughs> so Andy I dragged actually, us all in. I went back and looked at the um, at, at the uh, Boston Globe for for the day before and the day after the game, or the day of the day after the game. Sweet. And um, there was uh, an article about like, is this Scott Zolak's time to shine? Because he's this was his contract year. Um, so yeah. were, his contract is going to run out at the end of this year, and um, he's going to be a free agent. And you know, he's had like zero starts basically up until this. He's just played like mop-up duty. And so, you know, is this his time to to show that he can be a starting quarterback and go make some starting quarterback money in free agency? Um, Spoiler alert, the answer was no. <laughs> it was not his because, time to shine. Correct. Fact, well, he does become play. 30 years later when he's someone caught him snorting lines on fucking <laughs> live radio. What? <laughs> I did not hear about this. Oh, well. How long ago is this? I don't, don't remember it either. Don't let it leave this box. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> we'll bleep that out. True. And he only plays one more year after this, so maybe there's something to that. Yeah, I, I think Greg just cracked the case. Um, but in true Drew Bledsoe fashion, his first pass of this game 
deep bomb floated to the uh, the free safety picked up. Oh yeah, it was like two on one. <laughs> he threw it to the one guy. It's yeah, it was, yeah. A can of corn with that. I mean, but, he's got a broken finger. You really can't. Yeah, it, it floated on him, and the second one probably should have been picked off, but that floated on him too, so it ended up. Out it of took bed. him a little while to find the touch, but he found the touch perfectly. But when he did, on yeah, the game winner. Come on, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, th- this was a uh, a quality game. It's kind of started off a little slow. It was all Bills early, and apparently these two teams have played two weeks before and the Bills had basically just stomped the Patriots. They rushed for yeah, they, 213 yards or something ridiculous. I guess and so everybody's like, oh, they're going to do it again. There's Thurman Thomas and I don't know if he's a rookie, but a young Antoine Smith, like prime Antoine. He was awesome. Yeah, and he was, he was your typical Antoine that you would expect. Uh-huh. That you probably remember from 2001. Right? Yeah, exactly. He's the same yeah. guy except faster. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's the one, he, he was the kind of their short yardage back. And at this point, they're using Thurman Thomas as like the third down back kind of guy. Thurman Thomas is like, this is going to be like one of his last seasons. He's, yeah. I think he, he goes one more season with the Dolphins after this. This is his last season with the Bills. And then he's <laughs> done. I did not know Thurman Thomas played for the Dolphins. One year he did. Yes. Where else did Ben Coates play? Trivia. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Hint, he won a Super Bowl with his team. What? The Broncos? Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, the Ravens. The Ravens. Oh, also, just... Sam Gash won a Super Bowl on that same team. Oh, shit. No shit. Good mm-hmm. trivia. That is great trivia. I like that. Nicely done. Speaking of Ben Coates in this game, though. Wait, so how many rings does Ben Coates have? He has just the one. The one. Just the one with the Ravens? Wow. Yep. The, the old Ray Bork. Spend a shit ton of time in New England, then mm. leave and immediately win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm sure everybody's happy for him at the time. Well yep. deserved. Yeah, got to do it for sure. Uh, speaking of Ben Coates, though, and this he had uh, himself a game in this. this Hell yeah. Was you know pre Gronk, and he looked like it. But the commentators were all about how much he pushed off. Yeah. Talking about bad. how the defensive backs don't know if they need to like train in Taekwondo or lift weights or whatever to be able to cover Ben Coates because all he does is run at defenders, hit them, bounce off, and then turn around because he's open. Yeah. Uh, it, it was... I have a take on tight end names. Okay. Best best names in football now. I got a couple written down here before you answer. Uh, <laughs> the Single problem... syllable, sick last name, okay? Ben Coates. Yeah. Jay Reimersma. That's the one I was going with. Rob mm. Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth. Mm. Gary the Barnyard Dog Barnage. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Okay. okay. Played for Cleveland for like, he had one good fantasy year and everybody, I just love the name, the Barnyard Dog. Yeah, that's really good. Barnage. Ron Rutledge. Yeah, dude. I Tell me, there's a Jermaine Wiggins. I still, yeah, I still think, uh, Fullbacks have better names. Zach yes. Strong, Sam yeah. Gash. Natron Means. Natron Means <laughs> uh, went to the same college as Ben Coates. What college did he Livingstone College. All right. Livingstone. Where's that? North Carolina. It's HBCU. All right. Where North Carolina is it? Uh, don't know. <laughs> don't you live in North Carolina, Greg? <laughs> yeah, I never heard of it. <laughs> I read it, but I didn't. It was, it did not. I didn't even know Livingstone was a college here. I don't even know yeah. if it still is a college here, if I'm being honest. 
<laughs> sounds like we need a stat check then. He's from Hendersonville, though, which is a pretty popular place. I've been oh, yeah, there. No, all, all our all our New England um, Patriots fans will know all about Henderson, North Carolina. Was that a Patriots fans got fans everywhere? Hey, do you know how many Patriots fans are in North Carolina, Andy? Yeah, like seven. No, <laughs> dude, we have a bar. Oh my yeah. god, who's the, the uh, old Patriots player that lives that there all the time, Greg? Yeah, oh, uh, uh, Antoine Harris. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. NFL legend. Oh yeah! Harris. If he wants to come on the pod, we will definitely have Antoine Harris on the pod. No, you just fucking slam North Carolina like that. Mm. Yeah, you're from there. I'm slamming you, not North Carolina. Fuck you, Andy. Okay, right. Natron means. Natron means business. Mm. Natron refried means. That's a good one. That is a good one. Ben Winter. I prefer Coates that over Natron means business. An all-time Bermanism. Yeah. Natron refried. Means. Also, I tried to look up the ad one for Sam Gash. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and and nothing out there. <laughs> so are you? So what'd you come it? up with then, Greg? Right, exactly. Nothing. <laughs> I need a list. Absolutely nothing, I know you Mom. have a list. I didn't come up with a single thing, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, speaking of running backs, uh, let's talk a bit about Robert Edwards because he was supposed to be, and I think this specific year, 1998, he was the. Second coming of uh Curtis Martin. Yeah. 1500 yards, 13 touchdowns. I yeah. thought that's I thought that Robert Edwards was my original David Givens. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that until I just hurt, love, and then you cast him aside. I was trying to find the guys that everybody loved, but that were like up and coming, and I was those really in on both those guys. Yeah, that would have done it. Because he was good this year. He was okay in this game but like if robert edwards had played in today's game he'd be really good you know he'd catch the ball he could catch <laughs> the ball he's pretty shaky in the hole mm-hmm. he just didn't have that like antoine smith type power that's true which curtis martin sort of did yeah the first round well, draft pick out of georgia yeah he also started uh his career with a touchdown in six straight games his first six games he scored a rushing touchdown 13 touchdowns for a rookie is no joke. No, you've got a lot of hundred yards. Well, he's clearly no. Pro Bowl because he, he went to the Pro Bowl. Bowl. Right. And that just didn't. He didn't go to the Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. Wait, how did he shred his knee? Yeah. It was like Bowl. some fucking event. Like he wasn't oh, actually I... on the Pro Bowl roster. He just went to this fucking beach party Pro Bowl thing that they were doing. No shit. Oh, no yeah. Shit. I, I thought, thought he was on the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. No. And that's how he shredded his knee. Makes it no, even no. worse. He didn't even make it. Makes it way that's worse. Oh, that's tough. That is tough. Do you want that's... to hear what his injury was? Uh, I doubt it. But okay. I don't know. It was how a. How gross is it? So <laughs> there's also some interesting names. So the guy that threw him the ball was noted dickhead Charlie Batch. Oh <laughs> shit! <Just laughs> threw a fucking. So it's his fucking fault. Yeah, a joke. If he threw him a better Trump. ball, he probably doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> And Charles Woodson went up for it. It was like he got tangled up with Charles Woodson on a beach. Obviously, we all know the story. Yeah, yeah. Came down, hyperextended his knee. He tore his ACL, his MCL, and his PCL, and partially tore his LCL. What the fuck? I didn't yeah, know there was that many ligaments in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. What is uh, what are those? That's basically every limb, uh, every ligament in your knee. Oh, he had major nerve nerve damage, and the the worst part was that he sliced an artery in his knee. Oh. <gasps> So no they were way. talking about 
uh, amputation. Yeah. 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 Holy so they said if shit. the sutures hadn't held on the way to the hospital because they, they sutured it up, yeah. that yeah. they would have amputated and he never would have walked again. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. We see him again in. Yeah. He comes yeah. back. Yeah. No, with the dolphins. I think it was like, oh, two, maybe. Dude, he came back. Oh, three. Played a couple seasons in the NFL, didn't really catch on, then went to Canada and 2,000 yard seasons for really? Montreal Argonauts. <laughs> fuck yeah. Good for him. Yeah. No way. That's Holy exciting. Oh, he came back him. on the patch and then they immediately cut him. <laughs> Bill well, Belichick. You, you got to give him another look. Yeah, well, you know. If going through that rehab, that's got to be an absolutely insane rehab. Two I mean, years. That was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Holy, that's got to be so painful. Like, oh. Well, in the book that Steve was talking about, they're talking about the Drew Bledsoe injury. And it was, uh, he basically had blood in his lungs. Yeah. And so they they may have like usually when things like this happen, you have to like cut open the the pec muscle to go in and like kind of clean things up. Um, or what maybe it wasn't in the lung, but it was like around the lung, so it was like collapsing the lung. And so what they tried to do is basically just like they they put a tube in and pumped the blood out of his lungs and back into like where it was supposed to be. And basically, if that didn't work, they would have had to like cut in and like go get it, but then that would basically be the muscles that you use to throw a football and he never would have played again. Yep. So he was like inches away from never playing football again. That's Meanwhile, not that fucking open. Kyrie Irving's taking like six to seven maintenance <laughs> days a season. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're just going to not get vaccinated so he doesn't have to play yeah. half the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't get to play games in Brooklyn anyway. That's why he's doing yeah. it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, True Bloodsoe gutted this game out, though. Yeah. yeah and and that's like, that was his, no one ever said Drew Bledsoe is not tough. That guy was a tough motherfucker. He really was. He just took too many shots, like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he was just uh, one of those guys who, ben. yeah, he, he could, he just, I, I feel like his pocket awareness always let him down. Mm. Um, that's, that's a good point. And then he would try to do too. I mean, how many, he took a, a couple of sacks. He took four sacks in this game. And I'd say at least two, maybe three of them were preventable. Where he could have just thrown the ball away, but he's like waiting for something to happen, waiting for something to happen, takes a sack. It's like, oh, come on, man. Their offensive line wasn't great besides Dave Wallabaugh. Wallabaugh. <laughs> All time New England name right there. Dave I have, Wallabaugh. I have, I have the offensive line. Let's take a look. Sounds Bruce like Armstrong. Wally. Yeah, Bruce is he's also on the private. Hall of Famer, side. yeah. Well, yeah, it was him versus He's Bruce back Smith. Nine of his, yeah. I have, yeah, uh, yeah. they've been I've going at it for fucking that. decades. Oh yeah, exactly. Damian Denson, who I believe was starting his first ever game at left Oof. guard. Dave Wallabaugh, Todd Rucci, and Max Lane. You remember Max Lane? Yeah, a also bit. a great name for uh, an offensive lineman, Max Lane. Mm, no, you want You don't want to run behind a guy's Max Lane? Fuck yeah. No, you, you want pass rush against a guy who's Max Lane? Exactly. Lane right to the quarterback. No. Yeah, you want to run behind that. Maximum lane. But Drew Bledsoe in this game, 28 of 43, 246, three touchdowns, one pick, four sacks. Not too shabby. Outplayed by Doug Flutie, though. How many rushing yards did uh, Robert Edwards have? Because it was pretty much on Drew, I feel like. Uh, 13 carries, 40 yards. Yeah, Yeah, that's all Drew. They had Sam Adams, who's an absolutely massive. Ted Washington. Ted Washington, right. Yeah. Yeah. But Let's I mean, even Bruce Armstrong, the, though, versus Bruce Smith. Yeah. 
Because this is the peak of their battles. Is, is it? it? Yeah, Bruce Armstrong made the Pro Bowl in 90, 91, 94, 95, 96, and 97. Okay. And we're currently in 98. Bruce Smith, <laughs> his fucking career is insanity. Yeah. He made the Pro Bowl in 87, 88, 89, 90, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. <laughs> and first team all pro in 87, 88, 90, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. Yeah, Bruce Smith was outrageous. So this, this is on the back side, the back nine of their careers, though. Like not both of them really like coming in, they're about to go into their back nine, but they both have made the Pro Bowl the last four years. Yeah. For both Bruce of them. Smith, um from eighty-six to ninety-eight. Uh there was one year where he didn't top double digit sacks. All time leading sack leader, two hundred sacks. Wasn't, he wasn't that big in this game though, right? No, he didn't do a lot. Bruce Armstrong. Yeah, uh, he, he got he got Armstrong, one half a sack. Our Bruce got him on this one. Yeah. Nineteen ninety had nineteen sacks. Nineteen. Oof. He he had an even two hundred for his career. You and to put it in reference of like a player, a modern day player that you'd recognize. Yeah. Dwight Freeney had a hundred twenty six and a half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So two hundred expert. A fucking ridiculous number. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Bills always had good players. Mm-hmm. I mean, their receivers in this game were so good. You know, mm-hmm. they had so many awesome names in their receiver. It was like Andre Reed's 200th catch, some shit like that. Something like that. Yeah. No, 220 games for Andre Reed. Oh, yeah. So, and so had Eric Moulds on your other side, who was exactly. being covered by Ty Law. And on the first play of the game, Ty Law went over and uh, dapped him up. We saw him kind of like shake hands before the first play, just kind of you know. He had that absolutely sick catch. Yeah. Oh, that was that was an amazing ground yard touchdown. Yeah, the the eighty five yard touchdown where he kind of one hand snagged it between Ty Law and the safety. Yes. And outran the other safety for an eighty five yard touchdown. But he caught it like it wasn't like the tip of the ball hit his palm. It was like the flat part of the ball hit his palm. He just kind of like grabs it like a bunch of bananas and then just yeah. runs. Just snagged it one hit. Yeah. And then he's just gone. Yeah. Just outruns everybody. Ty Law's busting ass, can't catch him. Yeah. Which I mean, Ty Law, this is I think Greg peak Ty Law as well. He oh, had, yeah, uh, Ty Law's absolutely seven piece. picks coming into this game already, and it's week thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So Gonna pick every other game. Did not have their on D, this one. Their D line was kind of nobody's. The linebackers had some names. Secondary had two Hall of Famers. Yeah. And then yeah, some no names. Steve Israel. <laughs> I don't remember that guy. He's all over this broadcast. Oh, you remember him, dude? He's the guy that was from uh, Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Greg. Oh, oh, yeah. Now that you say yes, that, that uh, there's Love also um, Mike Lombardi in the halftime show. Oh, yeah. Is that he is? I think he's come full circle and is back in the media, but he was on the Patriots front Bro, office. He, he was a uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Patriots general manager, something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. He was Lombardi's definitely like, high up in the Patriots front office. Yeah, he was. It's kind of crazy to see him on the halftime of a 1998 show. Right, I know, yeah. And the halftime show was way better because they actually showed highlights, you know? They did, They went yeah. game by game and showed 
some highlights from the important ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't have Keyshawn Johnson just running his mouth for fucking 35 minutes. It's not even 35 <laughs> minutes. It's like 35 seconds. They go right back to commercial. Yeah. Yep. Just making up what he's going to say on the spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds about right. Um, one of the other big notes in this, I don't know if you guys noticed was, um, there was a huge push to bring back replay. Yes. Uh, so I looked that up real quick and apparently like instant replay had been around for a long time. Um, but it was disbanded in 1991 because the technology basically couldn't keep up with it. It wasn't great. Um, so there seemed to be a lot of push and Steve going back to your point of like, they actually showed replays at halftime. Uh, the highlights rather, uh, the highlights, a lot of them revolved around here's a play that would have been overturned if there was replay, but it wasn't. And it affected the game in this way. Um, so, uh, it worked out in the Patriots favor, I would say in this game, because the Patriots on their game winning drive had a borderline completion to Sean Jefferson. Greg, was he in? Borderline. borderline. He wasn't even close. Question. Was close. The problem is you can't tell with such crappy video quality. Well, that's you what really I'm saying. Yeah. Tell. Yeah. With, with the, with the feed that I had, I'm like, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it to Greg and be like, Hey, look, you can tell that this pixel, his foot is in bounds, but, um, you couldn't tell because both feet were one pixel. Um, so I'm not actually <laughs> sure, but there was such an uproar that I assume it looked that, pretty uh, clear to me he that he didn't have his feet in. Of course it's it so did hard because you're tell. a pessimist. Yeah. And you hate the Patriots for some reason. I said I couldn't tell. Um, Maybe you guys should uh, get your eyesight checked because it uh-huh. seemed pretty obvious to me. Not that it really yeah, Well, you were sitting at the 50-yard line. We're watching it fucking YouTube That's four true. years yeah. later. The whole stands were a chatter about it. I bet they oh, were. Bad. <laughs> I could see it from my seat, dude. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, instant replay will be brought back in 1999, the season after this, probably because of, I think, all the focus on all the plays that would have been overturned if there was replay. Jokes on them. Just go watch that Saints NFC Championship game. Yeah, doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, if this play had gone differently, maybe the game would have gone differently. We've come full circle again. Yeah, my, that shit was circle. so. There was instant replay though, and they still didn't even look at it. Yeah, yeah uh, that was yeah. fucking crazy. That was tough. So let's talk about this fourth quarter because this is like if you're going to watch a game uh, or you're not going to watch highlights, just watch the end of the like the fourth quarter. Yeah, like ten minutes um, left. Yeah, Bills march down basically from the start of the fourth quarter onwards. Um, march down on a let's see, fourteen plays, sixty-seven yard touchdown drive helped out by two three defensive penalties a couple of pass interferences that were a little ticky tack and um, a sweet doug flutie scramble oh yeah yeah on third down to like reach and stretch and just yeah. barely make the line yeah on like a third and nine yeah after they had like nine and a quarter He's the yeah. man. He, he can't not love Doug stretching Flutie all five foot six of him out to get that <laughs> yeah. first down. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Yep. Um, so and, and the touchdown pass to who is it to? Uh, Andre, uh, Andre Reed, the diving oh. catch at the back of the end zone. It was, it was super nice. Yeah, it's a nice play. Um, Page get the ball back and miss a field goal. Adam Vinatieri missed field goal. So if Connor, you're listening, that's your boy. Um, to be fair, why they're going for a field goal down four points? That's you know Pete Carroll. Um, but the Patriots managed to hold the Bills to punting at the two-minute warning. 
Um, so the Pages get the ball back with, uh, I think, a minute 52 left after the punt. And drive 10 plays, 82 yards uh, with the play that we just mentioned, the questionable fourth down conversion, where uh, Sean Jefferson, I'm going to say, gets both feet down because I'm a Patriots fan and uh, leaning out of bounds, catches the ball for the first down. That was a fourth down. Mm-hmm. That was fourth down, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Uh, with a running bad. clock, with a running clock, Ben Coates had caught the third down. Even yeah. No, he missed. No, he caught the third down, got tackled in bounds. Yeah. And they had no timeout, so they had to run, set, and then run the play real quick. Yep. And just barely converted it. Um, and then, I don't know if it was the next play, a couple plays later. No, so uh, there's four seconds left yeah, after was, that. That's right, yeah. Catch. So it was exactly the next play. So they had one shot at the end zone, through the end zone, and there was a pass interference call in the end zone on Terry Glenn, whoever the, def- the defender was. doesn't matter. He, 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 Terry Glenn had a good look at it, and the dude got pushed right in the back. Like, yeah, yeah. Call. I mean, it was... You think it was a even good on, call? Even on the no. crap fucking video, yeah. I think, I think it was a blatant pass interference, but you never call that. Come <laughs> it doesn't on, matter. Dude. Come on. If any, you don't think that was a pass blatant. interference? No, I didn't think it was... On a Hail Mary, dude? Dude, he not a Hail Mary. It's from the twenty yard line. It's a twenty yeah, yard pass. Yeah. Dude, look at the look at the Yeah, there's I get that there's a shitload of people there. It's a lot of there's a lot of traffic there, but it's not like a fucking absolute bomb from midfield where it's in the right. air forever. It's a jump ball. He was a no Bledsoe fucking zing that thing and it was yeah. right to Terry Glenn and he got pushed right in finger. the lower back think- and just fucking and he bent out. <laughs> I love that Steve's coming to my side. He used to be like that's definitely a PI taking sides. You don't want to do that. Fucking play the ball. He didn't play the ball. He pushed the receiver right in the back, and the judge was right there at the end zone line because that's where the play was. Because that's where he's got to see, and he sees the guy just get pushed right in the back. Of course, yeah, he's right there. You want to hear a quote from Ty Law himself? Mm -hmm. Okay. If I was them, I'd be ticked off too. You never see that that call on a Hail Mary, which it was. I know where they're coming from. These officials are making way too many calls. It's getting worse and worse every week. Ty Law, he's on the Patriots and he's completely agreeing that that's a Dude, Imagine that in this day and age. Oh. Imagine the social media firestorm with that kind of it comment. Would, Twitter would melt down. Well, Belichick A would never allow that. That's it's a Pete true. Carroll kind of comment. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> B, the rules are probably different back then as well. Where they, I mean, you saw in this game, just rewatching it, how much they're glorifying hits and stuff. It's just like a little out of date. Yeah, there was a lot more um, hitting in the defensive backfield just generally. Yeah. But there was still, like, I think even on the the Bills touchdown drive, there was still some, like, are you really going to call that? Like, this late of the game, you're going to throw the flag there? They had been calling it tight on the Bills drive. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a pass interference on a Hail Mary, though, outside of this. I feel like I, I guess I'm saying it's not Hail Mary. And I've seen some the, like pretty egregious like tackling of players on Hail Marys. Well, the Eagles Super Bowl the ball and they tackle Gronks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was one. That one's pretty that one's like egregious. The one where they tackle Gronk in the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh. And I, I like I wasn't even that mad about that because I was like, eh, it's fucking Hail Mary is what you got, you know. How far was the, I feel like it wasn't a Hail Mary, though. It was like 30 yards. 30 yards is not that long. Yeah, but Steve, it's a jump ball, right? It's a throw it up, and everybody jumps to try and catch it. Well, every ball Bledsoe throws is a jump ball. It's true, but you just cannot call a pass interference. Bro's got a broken finger, of course. (laughs) Uh, He actually slung this one in there. He was slinging it. Either way, Bledsoe came back and fucking... 
the so next you, you can say. talk all you want and, and you know this is the same goes to like listening to chief fans talk about oh yeah well you know if he, he didn't yep. lie if what's his face didn't line up off size and that game's over it's like yeah well the game like the Patriots didn't win it on that play like you can still make the stops you can still like make the stops in the in overtime so the yeah, bills yeah. had one play they all they had to do was stop the Patriots for one play with this vaunted defense with you know Bruce Smith and all those all the players on it. Well, there they did no stop. There's no play. other players, and then there was a flag thrown, so they had to stop for another play. Yeah, you should go one play. But like Belichick says, Greg, you got to play every single play. Just like yep. you know, the same thing came to bite us in the ass when we put Gronk out there on the scoop yep. kick coverage, and Miami returned it for a touchdown. So you got to play every single play in the game. Steve is absolutely correct. I don't know how mm-hmm. these officials are allowed to make those calls. What do you mean? They get That's paid. Wade Phillips them, quote. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Wade Phillips on the coach Wade Phillips doesn't understand. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that because the Patriots throw uh it's a Ben Coates touchdown to Ben Coates in the back of the end zone. Great throw by Sick play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great Perfect. play action. I mean, yeah. Bledsoe to Coates, it's a classic. They Bledsoe play action back faked foot, it. though, yeah. With a rusher at his feet. Tosses it over the what over the uh, into the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Ben Coates. With a fucking Place broken finger too. What a, what, yeah. a, what a touch pass. So it's Bills twenty one, Patriots twenty three. Game's over. No time left. The Bills just walk off the field. There's still an extra point left to do. Uh, and the Bills are like, now nah, we're not coming back out. So fuck it. Um, so the Patriots line up to kick the the field goal. Uh, but the crowd starts chanting two, like go for yeah, two, go mean. for two. And I so they snap that. it directly at him, Vinatieri, who walks into the end zone for the two-point conversion. <laughs> oh, you started that, Greg? I started that chant. Of course you ah, did. Good, good job. Patriots 25, Buffalo 21, game. Question. And now, the, now the Patriots and, and Bills are tied at seven and five, a couple games back of uh, Miami and the Jets. What about nowadays? Do they make you still kick the extra point? I feel like it's no. game over when you score a touchdown, right? They do because remember the um, uh, playoff game between the Saints and the Vikings. No, they don't make you kick it. They did. They no, made them unless... come back out, and so they just like the the uh, Saints just sent out whoever the fuck like still was partially dressed, and they just like stood there and they kicked the extra they point. They don't. They don't make you do it anymore. I feel In like overtime they right. don't. But no, I, it literally happened. No, there's like a rule of like, there's something to do with like, if there's, if it doesn't change the outcome of the game, you don't have to do it. But like, there's games where it's like one second left or something that day. I find that hard to believe only because uh, of the money and betting. I think that's why they change it. Craig's right. Having to kick a useless extra point is way harder for Vegas. Yeah. They'd rather just win outright, you know? Yeah, maybe. Apparently, this game was a three and a half point spread for the Patriots, too, which is strange. Really? No, no, the Pats are favored by one and a half. No, I see. I heard I've found conflicting reports on this. Did you? Uh huh. I found two different sources that said it was a Patriots were favored by three and a half, and that this was part of the reason that they brought back review was because all these betters were all pissed off because <laughs> they lost money on this game. Interesting. Well, I, I don't think it would have mattered either way, right? No, if it's one and a half or three and a half. Yeah. No, because the two-point conversion is what changed it. If they kicked uh-huh. the field goal, they would have won by three. But, well, I think the two. touchdown, regardless, if it's one and a half, the Pats now covered because they won. 
Right. If it's one and a half, it doesn't matter. But if the right. Pats are favored by three and a half, then yeah. You also got to think that 1998 Vegas lines are probably not as well set as, you know, 2022 Vegas lines. Eh. Maybe. A lot more data out there for them to analyze. That's fair. That's true. Yeah. You make a good point. All right. You got anything else you want to do best and worst? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Greg, you go first. Give me your best and worst. My best was just enjoying the crowd, being there in person. You know, you can't really put a price on that. It's a memory that I'll hold forever in my life that you guys won't hold in your lives. <laughs> well, Andy, yeah, I, was, I already went to the uh, Bruins game, so I had no case. Yeah, yeah. stuck with the Red Sox. Yeah, best day of my Bruins. life, you know. Uh, my worst is Sam Gash. He's a little baby. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I bet you wouldn't say that to his face. So yeah. Fuck Sam Gash. Don't <laughs> yeah, come no on down reason. here. <laughs> He'd still kick your ass. Am I ticked off? You bleeping bet I'm ticked off. For that official to behave like that, that's just expletive. They cost <laughs> us the game. What it comes down to is we had something stolen from us and we're ticked off. And apparently he was a big baby about getting cut by the Pats too. Really? Or he like he like dedicated the rest of his career to like making the Patriots regret cutting him or some shit. I get How that. long was he on the Patriots? That sounds like something that five um, years. That sounds like something Elman would do, you know. Mm. He's a just like or or even like a it's the um, NFL dude. Even like uh, Rodney Harrison, that's something he would do. You know, anything to get up for a game. I yeah, think that's very it's baby. very Rodney. Yeah, it does feel very Rodney, right? So, all right, Steve, best and worst. Uh, you to go, Andy. I'm still figuring out mine. All right, my best was that they announced that um, the special team coach in this game, uh, who the special teams actually I thought did quite a good job, Dante Scarnecchia. And my worst outside of um, Greg getting to go to this game instead of me, which is some bullshit, um, was your typical Pete Carroll lack of, um, not focus, well, that's the word I'm looking for, lack of uh, discipline, I guess, on the last drive the fourth quarter the bills had on, on defense they had like they had to call a timeout one they had to burn a timeout because they had 13 well they had 12 men on the field plus two running off when the snap was about to happen <laughs> and then like three plays later there was a flag for 12 men on the field again yeah and uh, on top of like um a couple of pass interference and a couple of just like bullshit like penalties at, right down at the end it was just like i can see why the Patriots didn't keep them this this is a, this is the type of coach that would fucking throw it from the two yard line with Marshawn Lynch, right? He's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Do you think? Uh, with college, yeah. Uh, and the Seahawks, versus, yeah. You put yeah. him right next to Dan Diodor, it'd be fine. In the fucking <laughs> failures wing of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Steve Pete Carroll's going to go into broad. Pete Carroll's going to go into broadcasting. Steve is garbage. He's a great broadcaster. You heard it here now. He's going to be awful. He's going to hear his gum right. shoot the entire fucking time. My my worst is actually Patriots special teams, Andy. Well, go fuck yourself then. There was that absolute dime punt hit by Tom Tupa that bounced like three times in between the goal line and the one yard line, and then yeah. they downed it. And then the guy who's downing it had his foot in the end zone. So uh, actually, they showed the replay. The reason they call a touchback is the ball literally bounced on the goal line and then came wow. out. That's why it was. That's bullshit. So it was actually almost the perfect punt. Missed it by six inches. Tom Tupa, BT Dubs punting. Yes, he had. That was a great punt. What else he got? 
there was a so it's like a two play sequence here. All right. It was Robert Edwards trying to go over the pile. Oof, yeah. Not really his strength, and getting immediately the ball popped out, and then the ball <laughs> falls into a 1998 goal line pile. Yep. You know, oh yeah, and like that was just an absolute. It took, it took like four and a half scrum. minutes to untangle who had the ball. Yeah, yeah, it was like. I don't even the commentators who, are like, well, whoever had the ball first definitely doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, and the ref, well, look at the referee trying to pull it out. <laughs> he <laughs> he lost his hat. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't even announce who had it, so or they did, and I missed it. They did eventually, yeah, but it took a but while. Whoever that was, props, because that was an old school fumble pile. Yeah, and then the next right. play was that Robert Edwards touchdown pass, because they're like, "Well, we ain't gonna run it in with Robert Edwards." So yep. try and it was actually really nice. It's like a night. It's like a recent play design, you know. Yeah, it was well. Have Ben Code set a little screen for the linebacker trying to cover him, and then run yep. him right across the goal line, and then mm-hmm. zip it right to him. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. Cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for 1998. Thanks for uh, taking the trip back in time with us, except for Greg. Even further back in time. Yeah. Mm. So next week, next episode, whenever that is, might not be next week. We'll be we'll be back to 2004 in the AFC divisional game. Who are they playing, Greg? I thought we were doing our special edition Roe v. Wade episode <laughs> next week. <laughs> no, we're you talking more playoffs. <laughs> more important things to talk about. <laughs> 2004 <laughs> divisional playoff game. <laughs> no, we're AFC talking playoffs. Round. Indianapolis playoffs. Colts coming to Gillette Stadium. Ah, the Colts, really? Yeah, the oh, red-hot, yes. record-setting uh, Indianapolis Colts, who I believe this was their season where they had three wide receivers all with over 1,000 uh, receiving yards. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. I've heard that Peyton before. Manning's record-breaking touchdown year, right? Correct. Right. We've been hearing about this all year about it. <sighs> Spare me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard all that before. Uh-huh. Well, you'll hear it all again next time. On the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. Deja vu. See you later. Later.